Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's take a walk. Welcome to Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. I'm Lori. And I'm Dallas. Are you a part of the 73% of Americans who hate to clean? Are you exhausted from trying to stay ahead of the chores? We certainly are. Whether you are single or you're a family of six, we'll give you some of our favorite cleaning time savers and hacks to make you feel like a modern day Mary Poppins. Step right up, because here we go. Good morning. Good afternoon. Or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. So Lori, I know that you had a little bit of a trauma this week. You could say that. A little bit of excitement, if you will, on spring break. So we decided to go to Utah Mm -hmm. for a road trip. And we had my niece and my kids with us. And I don't know if you've ever been to Utah. It's gorgeous. And there's some great national parks, great Mm -hmm. things to see. Beautiful, really. But in between those, there's just a whole lot of nothing. Like I'm talking roads Mm -hmm. where it says gas up at the next exit because the next 180 miles is nothing. We're driving down and we're going from one national park to another national park. And we did gas up. Because mm-hmm. we were going to be prepared for that road. <laughs> Little did we know the road was not prepared for us. <laughs> Driving down the interstate at about, I think it was, I think the speed limit's 70, 75, something around there. And you wouldn't think this could happen so quickly. But a turkey from the side of the road decides to fly up and decide to cross the road right as we're going by. I don't know if you've ever seen a turkey try to fly, but they don't get much lift right away. And I don't think they fly very high anyway. No. So I'm looking off to the left because my husband is like, hey, look, a turkey. And he gestures left. So I'm looking to the left and I see one turkey land. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm turning my head back to look ahead of us, bam, and all I see is something fling out to the left and my entire Entire windshield is shattered. Now, I don't mean cracked. I mean shattered. That's crazy. Like there was a depression in it. Mm. Some of the glass had come onto the dashboard, onto my husband, mm-hmm. because it had gone through whatever safety layer keeps it together. Thank God some of it stayed together, most mm-hmm. of it. Dude, I was just <laughs> like, what in the actual, you know? Wow. And when you're in the middle of nowhere, Utah, <laughs> there's no signal. I would assume. I mean, I have signal enough that I could get 911, but what am I going to tell them? Right. We we weren't hurt. Thank God. That was good. So, you know, do I call 911 to ask for a a tow truck? And how do you fit five (laughs) people in a tow truck? I, we were halfway. So we were like an hour and some into the drive. So we decided to go back to the exit we gassed up in. Mm Mm-hmm. I call my car company has you know roadside assistance program that I'm part of. All they can do is tow it and drop it off at the nearest dealership, which is in Salt Lake City, which is four hours away because <laughs> it's Sunday. Right. And if you don't know, Sundays in Utah, everything's closed. Everything. 
So they're like, we can drop it off and then they'll see it there on Monday and you can call them and tell them the story. And I'm like, what? What? Drop, just drop. Okay, no, that's not going to work. So we go like 40 miles an hour back, hobbling back to the town we were in. We were in Moab. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, let's call Safe Light. Let's see if there's a glass store. Let's see if it, nobody can do anything till Monday or Tuesday. Which and was a problem, I, right? Right. Because my husband had to come home because he had a trip coming up, a business trip. And my niece had to get home to go back to her job. She was just out for spring break. We could not find a rental. There were no rental cars at the airport or anywhere within two hours of us. Wow. There were no flights that my husband just could, you know, take with him and my niece. And then I stay with the boys and just keep them out of school for the next few days mm-hmm. and wait for my car to get finished. We can't even figure out what to do because, again, no one's open on Sunday. So finally, on Monday, we were able to take it to the glass place. They're like, well, we can get it. We don't know when it'll come in. So we're like, okay, what do we do? We call around. My husband finds a shuttle service. Mm-hmm. So the shuttle service can take us two hours to Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. And in Grand Junction is the closest place we can get a rental car to then drive the four hours home. And then we get home. My car's still in the bay. I'm sitting in the middle right. of Moab, waiting for the windshield to come in. Everyone goes there on their plane trips, their business trips, they're back to school. And I'm sitting here with just waiting. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, by the time they called us and then, okay, getting it back, like it's six and a half hours away, at least. <laughs> So well, you guys had to had, fly out there, right? He fl- my husband flew out there. He flew out there, got my car, started driving it home. If anyone's familiar with the mountains in Colorado where he had to go through, they'll pass, ask, but it's snowy and, and not great driving most of the winter. And it's still kind of considered winter up there. Mm-hmm. So he had to stop before there. So he just stopped, got a hotel room <laughs> and then came home the rest of the way the next day. So all in all, it took almost two weeks just to change a windshield in my car because of a flipping turkey. (laughs) That's a little bit of cleanup there too, I would imagine. It is. Oh, yes. I mean, I got my car back and I'm just like, I need to go get it detailed. There's dust. There's still some glass shards. A lot of cleaning (laughs) up. And I've got enough to clean up. I don't want to clean up the inside of my car from glass and feather remnants. Understandable. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that we're talking about cleaning this week then. And Definitely. little tips you can have to make it a little bit easier. So long as it's not a turkey in your car. <laughs> yeah, there's a joke in there about why did the turkey cross the road somewhere for turkey. Well, he did not make it to the other side. No. Well, no. actually he did, but he kind of flung and then just laid there. No. Oh. Oh. Let's just move on from the turkey because I am trying hard to. It still bothers me. But let's just start by getting right into our cleaning hacks and tips. So before we start with the actual cleaning tips, what we wanted to start with were some things to make it easier before you even start to clean. Mm -hmm. Same thing as we said in our time management course, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. If you do some little stuff ahead of time, you'll do less cleaning in the long run. It's one of the things to really make sure that you do is make sure you have plenty of places to put stuff away. Make it easy for everybody in the family to put it away once they use it. So bins for separation, for toys, for clothes, for 
all kinds of different things, shoe racks. <laughs> and you can also utilize decor, cute mm-hmm. little curios in the corner. You can use the shelves on those to hide toys or books or whatever away. I've got an adorable pineapple large pineapple basket. It's a wicker basket near my back door. And I keep all the dog stuff in there, all the dogs, leashes, clothes, mm-hmm. treats, whatnot. And the crown just lifts on and off. Otherwise it's a decorative piece. There you go. If you have an ottoman, that's a lot of them lift up now, padded ottomans. You I can do. toss, yes, toss your stuff in there, toss your blankets in there, toss the remotes in there or, or whatever mm-hmm. you have. And it doesn't have to be, you know, toss it in like just your junk, just toss in what belongs in the living room that you just want out of sight. Right. Now you have a pretty handy dandy little thing that you did because you've got two stories. Yes. Two story house. In your house. So taking stuff up and down and stuff would end up on the stairs a lot, but you came up with a fun solution for that. Well, and I've seen this somewhere. I don't remember where I got it, but I've done it for years. I keep a cute wicker basket on the stairs. And I can tell you right now, because I looked in it before I came up on my main floor, I have things to come upstairs. So I have my son's Rubik's cube. <laughs> I have some shampoo that I ordered that came in the mail. Mm-hmm. I have my reading glasses. Mm-hmm. I have one or two books that I took downstairs to read. And I have something else that I grabbed in the kitchen that did not belong there. And so when I go upstairs, I'm just going to bring it upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then I'll leave it upstairs. And then if there's anything I see as I'm going from room to room or whatever, toss it in. Same thing. Bring it downstairs. Yeah. Don't have to make all those extra trips. Get so tired when you're not right. even like in cleaning mode. Exactly. Unless you want the exercise. And it keeps it nice and contained too, because I mean, yes. tripping hazard with the kids putting all their stuff on the stairs. And... Hidden Legos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we don't Nobody want to step, wants on, to step on those. In exactly. The <laughs> exactly. One other thing that I am just adamant about in the house is more trash cans yes. and recycle bins. Yes, yes. Make Every it room. easy. Every room. I know it seems like it's going to add a lot more to your cleaning, and sometimes it can do that. But again, it also detracts from your cleaning time because stuff's already in the trash. You're not going Especially- around the house trying to put it away. Especially if you have kids, you know, they're, I don't know, drinking a, a bo- juice box or something, at least in my house, you have a juice box or something. And mm-hmm. instead of laying it on their desk or laying it upstairs in the loft to put, mm-hmm. put down or down in the game room, there's literally a trash can right there. They can shoot a basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what we do is once a week, the day before trash day, we just go around with one of those giant trash bags and we just empty all the littler mm-hmm. trash cans and mm-hmm. then boom, it's done. And I don't have to worry about wrappers or papers that they scrunched up. Another one that I love to do, and Mm -hmm. if you, I think it works well, it can work for anyone, but especially if you have a family or roommates or, or someone else who comes to your house a lot, I label everything. I label all my pantry shelves. I label all my cabinets in my kitchen. I label drawers, pull them open just on the, the side part of the drawer. I've got a label. Socks, underwear, um, pants, shorts. In the pantry, I've got pasta. I've got cereal. I've got chips. I've got cookies. Well, that makes it easy so that you don't have to be the one to put everything away, right? Well, right. If I'm going through groceries. They know where to go. Right. As I'm going through groceries, you know, I might be taking care of all the cold stuff Mm -hmm. because my fridge is not labeled. I'll say that. 
And I'll be like, okay, you guys grab the chips and grab anything that's a dry that goes in the pantry. And they know where exactly where to put it. Or my kid empties the dishwasher. Mom, mm-hmm. where does where does this go? Where does this go? Where does this go? It's just easier. And their laundry. I have right. one who does his own laundry. That's great. My other one still needs help with his laundry. I'm like these, okay, here's your socks. Put them in the sock drawer. I mean, he could remember it. Mm-hmm. But if I ask my older one, you know, socks get mixed up. Like mm-hmm. go throw these in your brother's sock drawer. He can fi- figure out which one that is super quick right. instead of opening them all. But it works. Labeling. Labeling is good. Easy kind of pre-cleaning tip. Mm-hmm. Another of my favorites is really because who likes to clean a bathroom? I mean, that is just ill. Two things I have learned in preparation is don't leave your shower curtain bunched up, right? No, so you open no, no. that shower curtain, you get out and you leave it there. Then unfortunately, all of that wonderful water just kind of sits on that shower curtain. And it's all mm. scrunched up together and ew. It's got no way to dry. So just open it up again so that it has room to breathe and you'll have a lot less hard water on that shower curtain. You'll have no mold and mildew on that shower curtain. That's the nice one. Yes. Now, for those of you with glass shower doors, because I learned this one recently, I got rid of those glass shower doors as soon as I could. I hate them (laughs) (laughs) because we have really hard water. So Mm -hmm. they were just always dirty and it's almost impossible to clean. But tip on that to stay in front of the cleaning, squeegee the shower door. So once you're done, it's the same thing with, with your shower curtain. Just don't give that water time to pool up on those doors. Absolutely. And that'll make it Absolutely. a lot easier for you to clean those glass shower doors. Totally does. Another one. When you come home, have a place when you come home to put your shoes somewhere organized, maybe in the shoe closet, maybe a shoe rack, maybe the hanging shoe rack, and just keep some house shoes or some slippers right there because you are tracking who knows what into your house, dirt, sand, snow. You could have stepped accidentally in some dog stuff that you don't want to be tracking on your carpets or your floors, just even just dust and leaves. Exactly. Cause you've got to vacuum that. Save yourself some time from vacuuming and sweeping and mopping. Every, every day, especially my kids. Oh my gosh. They go hiking and biking and they wind up, wind up in the, in the red sandy dirt. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And that shows up on everything. So I'm like, nope, she's off. She's off. It don't even come off the tile because it goes (laughs) tile to hardwood. I'm like, don't even come off the tile with your shoes on. Mm -hmm. Well, I gotta say, so getting in front of your cleaning, right? Do as much preparation work as you can for your cleaning so that you don't have to clean as much. Absolutely. And that's going to save you energy because that is something that we've talked about earlier in this season with how do you plan your energy and your time to get mm-hmm. all of your cleaning done, right? I mean, sometimes right. you're procrastinating just because you know it's going to be so much work, right? And you've got, you're tired. You don't want to do that. Kids are complaining. There's something wrong with the pets. I mean, there's always something else. So how do you put that cleaning in there? How do you manage your time and energy appropriately? So one of the first things is, of course, what we had talked about in time management, schedule. A lot of these cleaning tasks are those recurring tasks, the ones we kind of forget about. Right. So you want to break it up a little. Figure out what are really your daily tasks for cleaning, your weekly tasks or your monthly tasks. 
Now, Lori, I think you said you go kind of a step further on this with your, how you got to the point of figuring out what your cleaning schedule was going to be. Well, what I did originally, I just went online and found cleaning schedules daily, weekly, monthly. And then they even had some for every six months and yearly. Right. So mm-hmm. I have those as a good basis. But okay. what I would do is I have some rooms that, you know what, they don't need to be dusted every week. And it's like on the weekly schedule. And I have some rooms that no one has gone in. So I don't need to go vacuum it mm-hmm. every week. I have a right. guest bedroom, guest bath in the basement that if no one's in there, no one's in there. Mm-hmm. So what I wound up doing was if something did not need to be clean, I I pushed it out. I kind of journaled and kept notes of what Mm -hmm. I did or didn't do. And then I would check it again. Maybe the next, if it was under weekly tasks, I would check it the next week and Mm -hmm. see if it needed to be done by then. Mm -hmm. So keeping track of what actually needs to be done. Because a lot of it, if you have areas of your house that you just don't use, you can let it go an extra week or two. Right. Or push it off till the next month even. And the other thing too, and this is just to give you a little bit of a break, really assess what is your level of clean? Because some people can get away with, if it's just a little cluttered, it's okay for right now. Do I really need to vacuum the carpet every week? And you have to think about, do I have people in the house who have allergies? Mm-hmm. Because that can worry, you know, be in the determining factor of it. So yeah. I have some allergies that I have to deal with. But I take a look, just like you did, at the rooms that I'm in most often mm-hmm. that would trap those allergens. Yes. And those are the areas that I know I may need to focus on a little bit more. And the other ones, I can let them go a little bit longer. And that's okay. Right. Right. I, so- for example, have a black dog and a white and tan dog. I also mm-hmm. have white carpet in my living room. Mm-hmm. And my black dog is part husky. So she sheds a lot year round. Mm. There's wow. no way I can go. I can't. Vacuuming is actually weekly on <laughs> most of the schedules. Mm-hmm. I have to do it more often than that. And let me tell you, I vacuum the whole tub of the vacuum. It's oh, at one wow. of the bagless ones. The whole canister fills up. And it is a small area rug. I just can't let that one go. (laughs) But yeah, those are the types of things. You'll figure it out with your journaling. And again, definitely start putting down these recurring tasks. And then sometimes you got to drill in just a little bit further. One of my perfect examples is dusting. Where do you need to dust, right? Do you need to dust your baseboards every week? Not necessarily. Do you need to dust on the top of your picture frames every week or every month? Is that a six month activity for you? You know, how much accumulates? So look at some of those details and start journaling that stuff out so that you can then define what is my level of clean? What do we really need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? And you've got another one that you like to do as far as determining what's the level of clean this room needs right now. I don't remember if I heard it from a friend or I read it somewhere, but you kind of just like stand in the middle of the room, turn around and look at it. For example, say you're in your kid's bathroom, maybe not the toilet area, but just where they brush their teeth. (laughs) And I don't know about anyone else, but it looks like frosted glass on the mirror when my kids are done brushing their teeth, (laughs) but they're surprisingly clean about keeping their countertop 
nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trash gets emptied, like I said, regularly. The carpet, the little carpets are fine. There's no dust and whatever. So maybe all I have to do this one week is clean off that mirror and clean the sink. Mm-hmm. I don't have to scrub the countertops that week. And I'm okay with not doing the not doing the floors. Mm-hmm. Or if I go to the game room and the only thing that's kind of out are, you know, the little joysticks or whatever they use. <laughs> what are mm-hmm. they called? The handheld things that you use that's for video what, games. Yeah. And maybe the Ottomans are kind of just spread around. Well, mm-hmm. I don't go down there that often. That doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I'll leave that out. You know, I, why should I put that away every day? Mm-hmm. So just kind of get in the room and see what, what stands out to you and what bothers you. Right. And don't let it go too long mm-hmm. because obviously I'm not looking behind the toilet tank right. every week. <laughs> no, you know, you still have to do that so often, but exactly. if exactly. it's, if it's not screaming at you, clean me, clean me, and you mm-hmm. can be okay with it, just do what you need to do to feel like you're not overwhelmed. Right. What you do to feel comfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a couple of other things to manage your energy in particular as you do your cleaning. One, clean in the right order. If you're going to dust, dust from top to bottom, because the dust is going to fall down and it takes a little bit of time to do that. So keep in mind, you're going to dust and then you're going to wait a little bit before you do that vacuuming so that everything has time to settle. And then doing the windows before you dust because that will actually have a little bit of moisture on those windows. And then if you dust after it, then it's going to accumulate or stick to your windows. So dust in the right order, clean in the right order, it's gonna make it a little bit easier for you. But I also have to say, try switching up body parts. Don't overstress one body part. So this is a great thing that you can do to enhance your cognitive ability as well. This is a great way to be ambidextrous. So one thing you can do is if you're going to be doing a lot of forward and back motions like you do with the vacuum cleaner, then you don't want to pick up a task after that where you have the same forward and back motions with that same arm. Switch arms, switch hands switch up the way that you do it, right? If you want to go dust after that, try doing the wax on, wax off technique, daniel son. <laughs> okay. Do it in a circular motion, right? Or do a task in the circular motion with your that same arm or use the other arm. Well, definitely, because you don't want to, especially for people who have chronic illnesses mm-hmm. and who get tired easily and who have muscle fatigue in certain areas. For example, you don't want to be cleaning, let's say, all the bathtubs. And then in the same day, again, get on your hands and knees and start scrubbing the floors in certain spots. Right. If you have to do two major tasks, do your bathtubs, get on, get on your hands and knees, do what you have to do. And then maybe do something that's higher up, like dusting your blinds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're just not over taxing the same body part and right. causing strain. Then, mm-hmm. then you lay down and your back hurts the next day. Well, then you're not going to do anything. Exactly. So, so far we've given you some tips on how to get in front of your cleaning, what you can do to prepare so that you don't have to clean as much and some tips on how you can conserve your energy and your time so that you get the maximum amount of cleaning done with the least amount of effort. 
Now what we've got are some tips, really quick ways to make cleaning fun and easy. And these we've gathered from people we know, things we've read, even TikTok, one or two. <laughs> and we have tried them all. We have. So we're not giving you any, you know, fake uh, clean your Tupperware from your sauce stains <laughs> and then it doesn't work stuff. This is just right. tried and true quick hacks. The first one is one that I heard from, I believe it was my mother-in-law. This was back in the day when you had, you know, your, your large home phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she would put on these special socks that she kept around the house mm-hmm. and she would talk on the phone and she would drag her foot along the baseboards. So as she's doing it, doing something, talking on the phone, enjoying herself, she's kind of mindlessly cleaning and getting mm-hmm. something done. And we can do that today. We've got cell phones. You could do it oh, while yeah. your cell phone talking to someone. You can do it while you're FaceTiming someone. Mm-hmm. You could probably even do it just listening to a podcast like this one yes (laughs) you know just put put the phone up to your ear Mm -hmm. or put it somewhere where you can hear or even if something's on tv just keep some socks maybe one on each floor of your house Mm -hmm. throw them on and just start walking around exactly if you've got some socks they've got a little hole in the heel or something you're not going to be using them anymore they work great as a little dust cloth throw those little suckers on start walking around have your kids walk around (laughs) Yes. Slide, slide, slide. (laughs) That's a really good tip. I like that one. So one of the things that I got from not my mother-in-law, but from my grandmother was it doesn't have to be expensive to clean, you know, with all of these different kinds of special tools and cleaners and everything else. My grandmother just used lemons, lemon juice, salt, baking soda, and vinegar. That's it. She didn't have any special tools. My favorite special tool she had was a toothbrush. (laughs) She had a single toothbrush that she would use to clean the grout. Mm -hmm. And just vinegar and the toothbrush. And that was it to clean the grout. It was perfect. So now every time I have an electric toothbrush, I don't have any of the manual ones anymore. So, but every time I go to the dentist, (laughs) I pick up one of the free toothbrushes and that becomes my bathroom toothbrush. (laughs) But those toothbrushes work great for other things as well. Um, Your keyboard, cleaning remote controls, and other little fidgety things. You Mm -hmm. can get in there nicely, and they're nice and soft um, to be able to put on those types of electronics. So definitely, I clean my teapots, lime juice, or vinegar. You just use a two-to-one ratio. Just be aware of the type of teapot that you're using. It gets rid of those ugly little stains. It works on your coffee pots. One of the ones that I like is when you've got more than one person in your house, you really can't control what goes in that microwave (laughs) and what splatters all over the microwave. Get either a bowl of water, you can even squirt some lemon in it, or get a wet cloth and then put the cloth in the microwave for two minutes. The bowl of water, you might need to put it in a little bit longer because you want to get it boiling and steaming and it's going to loosen up all that crud and nasty food spillage and Mm -hmm. bubbles that have come out of the dish. And all you then have to do is wipe it down. There's no scrubbing. There's no elbow grease, especially if you have the built-in microwaves, which for me, 
I'm slightly under average height, <laughs> as are you. Yes. And, you know, we're on our tiptoes. I can't hardly reach the back um, of the, my microwave without mm-hmm. a step stool. And I don't want to drag out a step ladder just to, just to do the microwave. Right. So it's a quick, quick rub down mm-hmm. and you're all done. Nice, clean, sparkling microwave. Yep. And then just be careful when you're taking that towel or that water out of the microwave. I tell you, this one was a fun one. <laughs> that my friend gave me Um, because of my condition. I can't have really alcohol anymore. Socks. So Mm -hmm. I've got vodka sitting around and she's like, oh, hey, I've got a vodka use for you then. You can actually do something with that. So you mix a 50-50 vodka and water and you can use it to clean mold and mildew in your bathroom. Totally makes sense. I was like, okay. That's intriguing. I've also heard that if you have vodka and water in a spray bottle, it can help de-wrinkle your clothes. Tried that one. Disclaimer, this little Facebook group where they have traveling Mm -hmm. hacks and stuff. So a lot of people are wrinkles, wrinkles, wrinkles. And a lot of people have mentioned that. I get my kids to help with is, like I said before, the pet hair is out of control in the house. Right. But if you have those sink gloves, you know, the the yellow ones that make you look like a virgin or something, I don't know, <laughs> just those giant yellow gloves that never fit when uh-huh. you were a kid. Anyway, if you have those yellow gloves, if you have a clean pair mm-hmm. or you set aside a pair, you can just go around and kind of rub your pillows and your furniture and that will pick up pet hair. That way you don't have to break out the vacuum, mm-hmm. you know, cause that can be heavy. Yeah. That's another thing. Remember back in the 80s and 90s, those little <laughs> dust busters and the yes. little gray vacuums mm-hmm. like you could stick on your wall? Yes. It seems like those have gone away. And now all we have is the giant hose mm-hmm. on the 25-pound Dyson. Go back and get those little those little tiny mini vacs. Oh, yeah. Crumbs on your counter, crumbs on your table, mm-hmm. dog hair, the little corners of your stairs. Those mm-hmm. things were amazing. And I don't know why they ever went like, They seem to be out of style. Maybe they're still around and I just don't see them, but I got a vacuum that actually disassembles and you can take the Mm -hmm. top off. And I was like, oh yeah, we used to have one of those in my house. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have that still? Those little ones were were super handy for stuff. Something that was also super handy was one that I found online from Good Housekeeping. Since coffee filters are lint-free, you can use them in place of paper towels for a street free clean on mirrors and windows. Those are super handy. I tried that out. It works perfectly. I think that is kind of like today's version of remember people used to clean with newspapers, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know very many people at all who still get the paper, physical paper. Right. And there's another use for those coffee filters as well, because out here, things are wet. <laughs> must be nice wet environment out here and i've got to say that also means that moisture can build up so easily around things so here's another little tip with coffee filters you can use one of the crystal kitty litters pour some into one of the coffee filters and then bundle it up put a little tape on it don't tape the whole thing because that then defeats the purpose It needs to breathe. It needs to be able to absorb that moisture. So just tape the little bit on the top so that it stays together. And you have an instant desiccant pack, one of those little silica packs that you see and that you get sometimes and stuff that you order. It's a good idea. I would say, though, 
if you can't close it all the way, keep it out of reach of uh, kids and pets. Something else you can do to conserve energy is do some smaller loads of laundry, especially if it's something that there's a lot of sorting and folding Mm -hmm. because the carrying the laundry, the getting it out of the washer into the dryer, out of the dryer, into the laundry basket, folded, put away, all of that. It can be exhausting if you've got like a ton of say just t-shirts and jeans that you have to then sit Mm -hmm. there and fold or whatever. Make them a little bit smaller so you can easily finish it in a day. And today's new washer designs accommodate for that. Oh, yes. It used to be in the past that you wanted to do a full load to get the maximum, you know, energy and water usage out of it. But with the high capacity ones, right, in this day and age, you don't need to worry about that anymore. They can accommodate those smaller loads and still be energy and water conscious. And I know you have another hack, our last hack, I think, that involves laundry. <laughs> it well, does. Sort of. so before you put that laundry in the bin, especially your pillowcases, this was a great tip from Leslie Reichert of the Green Cleaning Coach. <laughs> I loved this one because, again, I'm short, so I still do have to use a stepladder to actually be able to do this. But she slips a pillowcase over the ceiling fan blades one at a time and then pulls back to wipe it down and then the dust falls into the pillowcase and not under your furniture or floors so that you have to sweep it up and then just throw it in the laundry and you're done. I love it. That's a good idea. We only have like, I think one ceiling fan in our house <laughs> and it's on the main floor. It's like, I don't uh-huh. know, 10, 12, I don't yeah. know how many feet high. So I don't have to worry about that because I'm sure not getting on a ladder. So I leave that one to my husband, but very <laughs> good tip. And then mm-hmm. like, it's like we were talking about, just toss it in and do a small load. Now with all of this, <laughs> with getting ready for the cleaning to save your 12 time, making sure that you're planning your energy so that you're not overtaxing your body when you do your cleaning, you shouldn't have a lot of reasons to procrastinate on your cleaning, right? You broke it up right. into smaller tasks. We've given you some great tips, but the last of them is make it fun. Mm-hmm. Make it a family time. Make it a you know something that you compete with your kids, right? One of the my friend's ideas was to um, give them a, a challenge, right? Who can make their bed the fastest? Now they didn't do it between the kids because sibling rivalry is such a pain, <laughs> but they did it kids versus parents. One that I have, and it's not quite fun, <laughs> but. If you're like me and you do a lot of the cooking, clean while you cook. There's a lot of time that I noticed that I was just standing there literally waiting for a pot to boil. (laughs) And I could have been washing off some spoons and loading them in the dishwasher. Or maybe if I had a couple things from the refrigerator out on the counter, I could have been walking them back into putting them in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Just kind of keep up with it if you can. Now, if you have 12 things on the stove and two things in the oven and you're still trying to butter the bread, right? then totally understand that. But if you can just, you know, if your kitchen's laid out nice enough that you can kind of turn around, rinse it off, toss it in the dishwasher, get right back to the stove, just kind of see if you can incorporate that in a little bit to your cooking. Mm -hmm. It'll save you a lot of frustration because after you're, I'm sorry, after I'm done eating, the last thing I want to do is get up and clean. Right. You know, I'm full. I'm full. I've had a good dinner. I want to go sit somewhere and do something. Makes sense. 
So a couple other things to make it fun, put on some music. Dance party. Exactly. You only have to clean to the end of the song. That was another of my friend's tricks on how she gets her kids to do their cleaning. That's all we have to do today. I'm going to put on this song. We clean until it's done. And then we're done. That's interesting. I've never done that. And I said, okay. <laughs> it was like it was like cleaning musical chairs. <laughs> okay, yeah. Except for nobody was left hanging at the end. No, I've, nice. I've never done that. I mean, we've cleaned with music on, but never right. like, oh, let's do to the end of the song or anything. May we suggest Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> oh, I don't know how many times that I have, when I was a child, I would go in my room and snap and just <laughs> hope that it was real. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> never did. FYI. One day. Never did. One day. Something I do do with my kids though, is sometimes I'll see who wants to trade chores. Like maybe the one just doesn't want to do the trash. I, I don't really, I really don't want to do the trash. Okay. Well go ask your brother if he wants to trade vacuuming the rug. Mm-hmm. You never know. Or I will make the executive decision that you are going to vacuum the rug and you are going to do the trash or empty mm-hmm. the dishwasher or load the dishwasher, switch it around. Even with my chores, mm-hmm. maybe I'll be like, you do the dusting and I'm going to go ahead and vacuum it just whichever way. Cause maybe I don't feel like dusting. Maybe I've, I've had allergies and I don't want to be near the dust. Cause I always sneeze when I dust Doesn't, mm-hmm. never fails. So maybe I want to kind of get away from that. So I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go make your bed. You do the dusting in the downstairs living room. You know, see what you can trade off. As long as it gets done, it kind of doesn't matter who does it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't want to pay your kids to do your chores, because some people don't like doing that. I get it. You can still reward them for doing chores with different things like longer time outside to play or more video game time. Or a special family game night. You know, if you guys get your chores done, then we're going to do a special movie night or something Mm -hmm. along those lines, right? Now, Lori, you take a different take, though, on allowance and chores, don't you? Well, I do. My kids do get an allowance. However, they do have to earn it. Like, for example, there are just things they have to do. They have to keep their rooms clean. They have to keep their bathroom basically clean. They have to take their toys and stuff out of the room that they were just in. You know, they've just got these basic chores mm-hmm. and then a couple other ones. Like I said, trash, uh, loading, unloading the dishwasher and stuff. They have to do it. That is their job. And they get paid for doing their job is how I look at it. And if they don't do it, then guess what? You're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And absolutely kids need to, to take pride in their stuff and keep the rooms clean anyway. But at a certain age, I think there should be a way for them to earn money. Mm-hmm. so they can have their own money. So they're not always saying, mommy, buy me this Lego, mommy, buy me this. So I want them to have money, mm-hmm. but I also want them to know that you have to work for it. So we do offer them a monetary allowance. And when there are other chores to be done, such as mowing the lawn or something, you know, we'll see. Good way to do it. You have your things you have to do to be a member of this household. And if you don't do it, you don't get your allowance. Correct. Which is nice. It's a good yeah. way to look at it. Well, you got to say that we've given a lot of tips today, but you've got to watch out for some of these suggested hacks because as we were doing our research, you know, there are just as many articles on using toilet bowl cleaner in your kitchen trash can as there are telling you don't do that (laughs) because it's it, that is a very caustic cleaner. 
So definitely don't use toilet bowl cleaner on a plastic trash can. And oh, no, and it's, it's something you want to be very wary of, right? So watch out yes. for those hacks. Always, always test something new in an area where you can't see it if something goes wrong. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not going to care if something gets damaged, like the vodka and water to get rid of wrinkles. Don't do that on your favorite shirt. Right. (laughs) Right. Do it on your testing shirt. I'm going to say we did not test that one out. So be wary. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you go on Instagram or TikTok or any of them. All of a sudden, if you watch one, then they're just going to be popping up in your feed and you're just going, okay, okay, watching this. I like watching the people try to recreate the hacks who then Mm -hmm. realize that they don't work. Mm -hmm. So then I don't have to do that. (laughs) Nice. Exactly. But some of them are just like so ridiculous. Like, okay, there's no magic way to clean. Sorry, people. You have to clean. You have to put a little bit of elbow grease in there. Absolutely. But hopefully with taking away what we've talked about today, can make it a little easier maybe a little, maybe take a little less time Mm -hmm. and maybe be a little more fun. So the challenge for this week, speaking of our hacks online, is share with us your best cleaning hack on Instagram. Forward it over to us. We'd love to see which one that you've tried and the ones that you like. Yes, definitely tag us or put it in the comments on the weekly post, the weekly discussion post. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thanks for joining us as we swept our way through some simple cleaning tricks to make your home sparkle. Now that we've discussed our ideas, are there any recommendations about today's topic that you'd like to share? Drop us a comment on Instagram or become a Patreon member for special perks and bonus content. For a complete list of products, services, or other content mentioned in today's podcast, visit the links page on our website. Don't let the hassle of travel ground you. Whether you're planning a staycation or a far-off destination, jet away with us as we help you get ready for your summer adventures. Follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at next week's episode. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lori. And I'm Dallas. And this is the Two Redheads Walk Into a Podcast. The Two Redheads Podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. As with all our platforms and content, this podcast represents our own current personal views. These opinions do not represent those of any people, institutions, or organizations that we may discuss, mention, or recommend to our audience. At various times, we may provide reviews of products, services, or other resources. Any such reviews will represent the good faith opinions of the authors. You should conduct your own due diligence and should not rely solely upon any reviews provided by the authors. The products and services reviewed may be provided to the company for free or at a reduced price to incentivize a review. For more information about the disclosure of incentives received, please contact support at tworedheadswalkintoapodcast.com. We are not licensed healthcare professionals, and our personal experiences addressed are what works for our bodies. None of what we say should be taken as medical advice. Please refer to your own physician for any medical needs and concerns.